Hello and welcome to The Crumb, a podcast from Bake From Scratch magazine. We're here to talk baking in all forms, the people, the culture, and the baked goods that make us run to preheat our oven. Hello and welcome to The Crumb. I'm Kyle Grace Mills, the managing editor of Bake From Scratch magazine. And I'm Brian Hart Hoffman, the editor-in-chief of Bake From Scratch. And we are so excited to be back with another special episode of The Crumb for our Better Baking Academy with Bob's Red Mill. And this month, I am so excited that we are featuring the national sweetbread of Mexico, Conchas. And I, not only are these beautiful rolls, pastries. I, I, It's like the cross between, and you'll see why as we get into this conversation. We start with a delicious enriched dough that we're using Bob's Red Mill organic all-purpose flour, and then you add a streusel-like uh, topping to the rolls that's a solid streusel so that you can use a sharp knife to score these beautiful patterns, most famous being a seashell shape. That was Say a that, yeah, four I know, times right? <laughs> a seashell shape that the word concha means shell in English. So the Spanish translation is shell. So that is what you'll see when you walk in bakeries and cafes all over Mexico. And for me, we know I started Bake From Scratch because of my love of global baking and baking things that were inspired by my years of traveling when I was a flight attendant. And I'll never forget going into... A, um, I think it was a cafe in Puerto Vallarta with my friend Stacy. And she lived there and said, you're going to love this place. The coffee's really good. Now, the coffee was amazing. But when I walked in and saw these beautiful pastries in the case, I knew I was getting one because they are not only beautiful, but then after first bite, they are so delicious. I mean, Kyle Grace, like here I am raving about them. And, and I've traveled to Mexico many times since to other places. And now I have my favorite, you know, bakery I visit in San Miguel de Allende, where I pair the concha with a glass of wine. (laughs) Um, Delicious Mexican wine at that, too. So there's a whole other fact-finding mission in that region as well. But what about you? When you had the first bite, what did you think? Well, I think it is important to say that having it fresh changes the experience like the entire experience like having it still warm i know that we tell you a lot of times to wait for the bread to cool before it but not so with conchas you know dig right in well don't burn yourself well i mean you know (laughs) it depends on how weak you your fortitude is you know all that kind of stuff because the kitchen smells amazing (laughs) as these yes and it's it's so delicious that way and i really do love the um you know notes of like having spices in there the mexican vanilla which is a very distinct flavor um which we will talk about later too and i just think it's one of those things that having it with coffee or hot chocolate depending on you know what you need in the morning it's just it's such a nice uh ritual like you'll make these you'll eat one and you'll realize like this is something you could ritualize and have in your mornings and i think the way if you serve them to others, which maybe you're going to eat the whole pan like I do, but when you serve it to other people, they're so beautiful. I mean, it's like a showstopper with that streusel-like topping that you've, you know, you've scored with the shell pattern. I mean, I just, I can't say enough about it. And speaking of not saying enough about it, today's episode, we are joined by two amazing guests. First, we are so happy to have Melly Martinez joining us, and you know her from her website, Mexico in My Kitchen, and her recipes are 
not only authentic Mexican pastries and recipes that she has, you know, shared with all of us, but she spends her time between the U.S. and Mexico. So you know the research that's going on as she brings more recipes to her site. And I was particularly taken by some of the things she shared about Conchas. And we're going to talk about that with her. I'm not going to share it with you now, but I am so excited to have her joining us. And then, of course, Kim Ho is back with us. She is a part of the Better Baking Academy this year, and you know her as Kick-Ass Baker on her website and social media as well. And for this month's Better Baking Academy, she took inspiration from... I will spoil it, the pink-colored conchas that you see uh, photographed in different bakeries and things like that in Mexico. And then we'll talk about what she did to present that pink color in a really delicious way. So without further ado, let's bring on Melly and Kim. Hello, Kim and Melly. Welcome to The Crumb. Hi, thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for the invitation. We are so excited to not only have our first podcast episode with multiple guests joining at the same time, but also to talk about something that we are absolutely in love with and cannot wait to have this entire dialogue celebrating our love for Conchas. So we're going to start with Melly because you are an expert. I've spent time reading your website and your just romance for conscious and i'm gonna let you talk about some of the things that i read but first i think we need to talk about what is the perfect concha what should it look like and what should it taste like oh wow <laughs> for some for people that is not familiar with uh concha and the texture and the flavor uh the i uh, the only thing bread that i can compare a little bit in about the texture is Something like a brioche bread because the egg it has uh, the flour, you know, the the yeast, but the egg it has give it that fluffy, um, chewy texture. It's a soft bread, it's slightly sweet, and uh, it's not too dense, but it has some density to it uh, because uh, com- commercial uh, conchas sometimes are very airy and light. But uh, in Mexico, they are not like that. They have some dense to it, to, to the bread. It's not that light. And um, it, they are, it's a, a round roll. It's a, it's a roll that is topped with some sort of, um, the topping will resemble the flavor of uh, struzzo, uh when when you eat it. But we make it in a, in a, a paste that we put in the top and then we make a design on the top that uh, resembles a seashell. Uh, that's why it's called concha, because a seashell uh, in Spanish is, is a concha. Uh, that's what it has some lines. Those, those lines are supposed to represent uh, a seashell. Some people make a uh, put some squares, but usually the lines are uh, what represent resembles like a seashell and and the flavor is as i was telling you is not that sweet and some people like to flavor them with mexican vanilla that is a very particular flavor compared to other vanilla and also some people like to add cinnamon to the topping 
Now, Melly, on your website, you mentioned that they are sometimes enjoyed with, is it refried beans spread? Like you cut them and then add something a little savory <laughs> to the sweet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, I know it sounds weird, but you know, when, when you have those rolls that you have uh, for dinner, those spongy, sweet rolls, well, they're slightly sweet. And you eat it with your dinner. Like when people have uh, Thanksgiving, uh, they have the turkey, but they also have the rolls, and the rolls are a little bit sweet. So that's what the concha is not that sweet. Uh, but in, in especially in the Gulf of Mexico, in that area in Mexico, people like to eat them. They slice the bread in half, and they spread refried beans that are slightly salty, and then put Mexican queso fresco that is also has a little bit of saltiness to it. So it's, it is, it's, 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 the beans are creamy when you spread them. And then the, the, the cheese is, is fresh, is moist, uh, and creamy too. So when you give a bite to that, uh, Piece of bread with the beans and the cheese is heaven. It's delicious. My mouth is watering. I, I I love eating conchas, and every time I'm in Mexico, I go on like the ultimate search. So I hop from bakery to bakery and cafe because I know that they're going to be available. But I'm always reminded <laughs> of the first time that I walked into a cafe in Puerto Vallarta and a friend of mine that lived there on the marina said, you're going to love this place. They have amazing coffee. And I looked and saw the the, the seashell shape of the concha. And I said, whatever that is, mm-hmm. I need to have it because it was so beautiful. <laughs> and then I fell in love with yeah. it. So you've given me more inspiration to try it. I love queso fresco too. I use it at home a lot in my cooking. So now I'm going to bake some conchas. I'm going to have some refried beans and I'm going to add the queso fresco because you guided me there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very common that. So I know people that is not uh, from Mexico would think that it's a very weird combination with, but you can even get it in some restaurants in Mexico. Uh, in, in some diners can like you can ask for it and people will will make it because that is something like a more homemade thing is is not too popular in restaurant but like a kind of like a diner restaurant they will do it for you that's uh, that sounds so good now Kim I do want to bring you in and I want to hear a little bit about um, the concha you made as a part of this program and I want to hear about what you decided to work with in the topping great well first of all Nellie's description also made me so hungry <laughs> right <laughs> I can't wait to try that <laughs> that sounds so good um, so for mine I this has is a newer concept for me, so I had never made these before. Um, So I am still in the experimentation mode, but loved how the recipe that you guys had shared was a really good base for what I came up with. I decided, because I, I did some research also on conchas and found that, you know, typically they're either plain or the, the um, crunchy layer is colored to make those beautiful colors um, of Mexico and to, to 
just showcase the beautiful topping. Um, so what I decided to do was add a little bit of flavor uh, using freeze-dried strawberries. So I added that to the paste that forms that crunchy layer on top. And it is just a great contrast to the bread. And so it does add a little bit more sweetness um, than what Melly describes as more traditional um, in what you'll find in her cooking. And, I mean, I'm a dessert baker, so I wanted to bring a little bit of that sweetness in. But I was trying to really retain, um, obviously, the uh, essence of what conchas are. And it just really made this conscious so good with that um, addition of the strawberries and it created that beautiful pink color on top which um, I love and I hope that others really love too. Yeah, that that beautiful pink color is was one of my favorite things. I don't know the, the colors cheer you up. I feel I think I don't know if it's psychosomatic. <laughs> I mean, and then you eat it, and it is actually chemical, feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought those were a delicious one. Um, and Melly, you know, going back to kind of these beautiful colored conchas, I'd love to ask you what are some of the your favorite panderias or bakeries that you've been to that you think have amazing conchas that you recommend other bakers to go and try. Well, I spend some time in between here in Texas and Mexico. Um, my family, we rent a house in, in Mexico, uh, central Mexico. And I prefer the ones in, in the central part of Mexico, like Mexico City, Puebla, the state of Mexico, because uh, I don't know why, maybe because the, the traditional bread is still made there and the the bakery tradition is still very strong in that area of the country that the bread still tastes um, the old-fashioned way. No, like uh, maybe in the north of Mexico is uh, more uh, commercial. The bread is, is too light. Maybe they use nowadays uh, artificial flavors uh, and colorings, uh, compared to the center part of the Mexico. Like in Mexico City, wherever the main uh, bakeries you go, you know they are going to be, the bread is going to be. When you open when you open the door to the bakery, the smell of butter, of something is baking back there in those doors. It's, the, it's like a breeze coming to you. So one of the, the bakeries that is a, there is a chain of bakeries is called La Guadalupana. And uh, well, any Guadalupana bakery that you go, you know the bread is going to be really good. As a matter of fact, in my Instagram account, I share some some videos still in my highlights of, of one of those bakeries that every time I go, uh, I have to go there. I have to go to the bakery because that the aroma. I I love that you are giving us your where you go every time because earlier I was chatting and talking about I frequently visit San Miguel de Allende and I know mm-hmm. my concha hop where I'm going to visit and I try new ones every time I do want to expand my you know search but I know that I will always end up at Panillo with a glass of wine and a concha just because it's my tradition <laughs> now. So I love that you still have the place you go knowing that there are the authentic, made the right way, uh, smell in the air. I love that, that you just 
describe the butter in the air because I think as bakers, we know that that is like the perfect way to know you're in a place where good baking is going on. Um, but speaking of baking, you've been making conchas at home for a long time as well. What tips would you yeah. give for bakers that are listening today that are going to, you know, take on the baking project for conchas for the first time? Uh, the number one ingredient <laughs> is patience. Patience, patience okay. Patience, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I share a picture on, on my website about the recipe that was originally given to me like 27 years ago. Uh, by a friend in San Luis Potosí. She sent it to me. And uh, I've been working with that recipe for many years to be able to replicate the texture and the flavor that you get in a concha in Mexico. I am very traditional about the food of Mexico, so I wanted to have that same flavor. But it takes patience. People uh, nowadays want to do something, are so used. I know I understand everybody's working, everybody's busy, and they would like to have a concha mix that they just get it from the box, add water, and then just put it in the oven, like uh, one of those cake mix. But working with a, a bread made with yeast and eggs, it do require patience and time. And, uh, and especially to let the, the dough uh, rice and and that's one of the things that you want to have a good result you have to uh, choose a day that you are not going to dedicate it to to baking you start in the morning and then you know that you can do other things while the dough is raising for the first time and then come back to do the second uh raising uh, uh raising of the of the dough and um um and it, uh Besides the patient, you have to consider where do you live because uh, baking is a science. And if maybe your kitchen is too cold or maybe it's too hot or maybe the weather is too humid, all that is going to affect the end result that you are going to have. So practice is the first time it didn't come exactly how you expected or how it looks in the picture. Uh, you have to be, uh, uh, I don't know, what is the word? Uh, uh, it went out of my mind right now. But uh, you, you have to practice and do it again another time. But uh, it's not something that if you have never baked before in your life, it is going to be like a big task. So uh, maybe you're going to feel disappointed if you don't, it doesn't, uh, in the time that I am giving them, uh, you don't see the results that you expect. Just be patient, and and it it takes practice. I I love that. You know, I think that's just amazing advice for bakers. You know, even myself, I find there are days that I'm like, okay, let me read a recipe, and I don't have the time because I do want to learn and not rush through a process. I don't want to. Be disappointed in the results. I am I am very detailed when baking. So I turn the question to Kim, since you did say that you embarked on Conchas with us here in the Better Baking Academy, what advice would you give anyone listening since you too started from, you know, making them for the first time? Even though you've had experience in other sweet baking and yeast baking, how did those two collide here with the Concha? Yeah, well, I love Nellie's advice because I think that's 
great advice for any type of baking with yeast um, and also just baking in general. I think for me, what I would recommend, and this is also a, a general baking tip, is to make sure that you read through the recipe completely before you mm-hmm. embark on this task. Um, there's a couple of different parts. There's obviously the dough part, which is requires yeast and proofing and time and patience, like Nellie so eloquently shared. And there's also the topping, which does require some time as well, um, not necessarily in the putting together of the ingredients, but in allowing it to chill and uh, rolling out of, of the pieces. And so I think that's my number one tip always for baking, but in this case especially is to make sure that you read through the recipe completely, make sure that you're prepared in terms of time and patience and uh, ingredients and understand what's going to go into the different pieces of this recipe. Um, I think the other aspect is really to, um, if you can, I'm, I'm a very visual learner, so what I did um, in order to prepare for this was to um, watch a lot of videos um, on how people prepared conchas. Um, and so I think if you're also a visual learner, that's a great way to understand what they're supposed to look like, uh, what the um, texture of the interior is supposed to feel like, uh, what the the thickness of the topping is supposed to be, how to go about creating the um, the topping, the um, texture on top, and the different aspects of uh, or different ways that you can create the different pattern on to- uh, patterns on top. Um, make sure you have a sharp knife because that will certainly help in terms of creating the pattern and getting those really nice clean cuts. Um, so I think those were some of the things that really helped me in this process and pro- can probably hopefully help some others as they embark on this um, this journey. I love it. Yeah, that, that's a very nice, yeah, that's a very nice point that she said that about getting your, you have to get all your ingredients ready. And if you have uh, a kitchen scales, I highly recommend that it's better mm-hmm. to measure everything well and, and don't be in a hurry. Melly, I'm smiling ear to ear. I talk about everyone needing a kitchen scale, bake by weight, always, 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 and you'll have better results just by doing that one thing to begin with. (laughs) So departing a little bit from a concha talk, but I still want to talk to you, Melly, a little bit about um, some other baked goods you have on your website that you would recommend if people love conchas or even if they're just looking for trying something new or exploring something new, what do you recommend they try um, as bakers on your website? Uh, I have the bolillo that we also call uh, pan francés. It's a French, we call it, pan francés will be like a French bread, but actually it's like a, it's like a small baguette, kind of like that. That is also very traditional from Mexico. It's a, a salty bread that we use to make sandwiches. We just to to put on the table to eat some of the, uh, the dishes like breakfast. Uh, the um, we, uh, the recipe on the website is under bolillos, b o l i l l o s, Mexican bolillos, crusty rolls. And for a very quick recipe of a very popular Mexican, also sweet bread, I have one that we call mantecadas. It's sort of like a muffin, 
uh, it's sort of like a Mexican version of a muffin, and it's done like in a half an hour. They are ready, like. Uh, and what kind of ingredients uh, go into it? Just to give us a little picture. Yeah, it's uh, flour, egg, vanilla, uh, baking powder, cheese. It's, it's a very weird recipe i don't know who came out with that way to make it we we but we had gist um but we don't have to do a resting time so that's something about this recipe that you, you we use baking powder and we are we use yeast to make this um this kind of bread it's a very quick bread to make and it is as i was telling you it resembles a muffin and um we use oil instead of butter or shortening we use vegetable oil and uh, and sugar and a pinch of salt, and they are ma- they they are ready in thirty minutes. You prepare them really quickly in ten minutes. You make the batter, put in the oven, and twenty minutes baking, and they are done. That's great, and, and that's. It's it's great to balance what you said about the patience you need for conchas because that sounds like the perfect short timeline, delicious baking, <laughs> traditional Mexican recipe. I love it. I can't wait to yes. make them. <laughs> yeah, that those are very easy to make and uh, and people love it. That that's also one of the most traditional breads in Mexico. The co- the concha is the number one, uh, but. Uh, uh, muff, uh, this kind of muffins, mantecada, is like at the top five, I will say. Well, that's excellent. Because even the, yeah, in Mexico we have like a, a thousand different kinds of sweet bread. So. Well, that makes my mission to travel and try them all even more exciting. I can't wait to, to start marking them off my list. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kim. Shifting gears a little bit to, you know, something that I know is very personal for you. You've just released a video of you making um, a family recipe. It's an heirloom Greek cookie. And I'm going to attempt it, Kurabides, and maybe that's not the right pronunciation, but the my motivation was in good effort. Tell us a little bit about the recipe and why it's so special to you. Yeah, um, I have to probably call my mom to pronounce it correctly. Yeah, could we get her on the line today, please? (laughs) (laughs) I need to phone a friend. Um, So my mom is from Greece originally, um, and she's she's brought a lot of her Greek recipes into our family, and I grew up eating a lot of Greek recipes um, with my my grandma, also with her very thick Greek accent. and so one of the recipes that we used to make a lot, or they used to make a lot when we were growing up, were these cookies. Um, and so I'm going to butcher it, but it's kudabriazias. Um, it, that's the closest I can get. You did better than me. Way to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're basically like a... Um, a butter cookie, almost, almost like a shortbread, too. They're very delicate, and they're doused in powdered sugar. So, I mean, sold, right? They're just so good. Um, a lot of Greeks tend to make them at Christmas time, but we grew up with my mom and grandma making them for any special occasion. So that's what me and my sisters do now, 
And um, I did deviate just one ingredient from my mom's traditional recipe. Um, I put a picture of her handwritten recipe into the into the blog post when I um, wrote this. And I followed it to a T, except for I added brandy, uh, because I, I did a lot of research again and found that a lot of Greeks do that um, when they're making these cookies. And the research it made really you do it. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and my sisters and my mom even agree that it does take it up another level. So we've decided to keep the brandy in there. Um, but the reason that I decided to share it recently, to Brian's point, is um, we, my dad has, since I started my blog, uh, which was three years ago, my dad's been asking me, um, when are you going to share your mom's cookies? When are you going to share them? And I was like, they're on the list, Dad. They're on the list. Um, but unfortunately and very sadly, um, my dad passed away um, in January from COVID unexpectedly. Oh, um, and okay. Yes, thank you. Um, so um, I really took this as a way to honor him and make sure that I could spread the word about these amazing cookies um, to my followers and my audience and with the world. And, you know, it was a really special experience for me to share it, but also to sit around the table um, with my mom and my sisters and talking about the memories we have of these cookies and my dad and to be able to um, share them has been a really special experience. Wow. And first, let me just say our condolences to you and your family for what such a sudden and tragic loss. Um, our our thoughts are with you and everyone that has been affected by the pandemic and its devastation. Um, but I, along with you and, and so many in the food community, we share recipes and the significance to us to honor people that are here with us, that aren't here with us, but also to share that love and, and the traditions. And, and Melly, I know you're, the recipes you share with us are so personal and they connect to not only family, but culture. And and I believe food you know, celebrates that and it brings people together. And I think that is such an amazing you know, testament to your dad's legacy that now you've been able to share that. So I, I'm really glad that you shared that with all of us. Thank you so much. Well, Melly um, and Kim, we so greatly appreciate both of you talking to us today and sharing our love of conchas and uh, hopefully getting a lot of our listeners excited about uh, baking some soon. Yes. In addition to my frequent trips to San Miguel de Allende, I'm now going to go to Mexico City <laughs> and follow Melly's bakery guide so that I can continue the quest for the perfect concha and then start adding those over 1,000 sweetbreads to my list so that I can eat everything delicious while visiting <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Melly, I'll have to meet you for that trip, too. Oh, yeah, I'm going next month. I, I go every three months. I, 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 I go to Mexico and I spend some time. And, and then uh, I don't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to come yeah, join it, you. It, 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 mm, how do you do? Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so nice chatting, and we're all going to preheat our ovens and get ready to bake more conchas. Thanks for thank having us. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Like I just said, is your oven preheated? <laughs> I mean, it's it's really exciting because we have three recipes here that 
anyone and all of them are amazing to try. And for everybody who's listening, please know that these three recipes will be linked on our website and in the show description. So that's Melly's recipe on her website, Mexico in My Kitchen, um, Kim's recipe uh, on Kick-Ass Baker, and our Baking Academy recipe that is delicious as well. I mean, you will not go wrong with any of these. I, I'm planning to bake all three again and again. And if you haven't signed up for the Better Baking Academy with Bob's Red Mill and Bake From Scratch, please visit bakefromscratch.com so that we can send you an email once a month with the monthly module. And this includes step-by-step photos for every bit of the process so that we can continue to build our baking skills together. And that's not the only place you can interact with the Better Baking Academy. I teach a live workshop once a month via Zoom so that you can interact with me and watch the full process of a recipe come to life. And we have a Facebook group for the Better Baking Academy where, I I mean, I am constantly blown away by how many people are baking and sharing photos and sharing tips and tricks with each other so that it truly is a community effort as we bake our way through the delicious lineup of recipes that we have planned for the Better Baking Academy. So I think you need to head to the grocery store, stock up on your Bob's Red Mill flour, preheat the oven, and like you heard today, plan a little bit of time so that you have beautiful conscious in the end. But in the meantime, I wish you all happy baking and better baking with Bob's Red Mill. If you liked our podcast, please rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about us. To keep up with all of our baking endeavors, Follow our editor-in-chief and co-host, Brian, on Instagram at Brian Hart Hoffman. You can follow Bake From Scratch on Instagram at The Bake Feed. For online recipes and fresh baking content, go to our website, bakefromscratch.com, and sign up for our newsletter, Preheat. Finally, for in-real-life baking inspiration, grab our magazine on newsstands, or subscribe through our website. <laughs>